1: Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Ethan Skolnick. Make sure you check out our redesigned sports.com Didn't really need it, but we wanted to feature our merchandise a little bit more. We've got eight different Miami Heat shirts on there. Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, a couple of those, Derek Jones Jr. So make sure you go check that out. Also, of course, our Udonis Haslam thank you shirt. So sports.com Also doing episodes of 305 Live two or three times a week. Check out the at Sports Twitter account for that. And we have a YouTube YouTube channel. A lot of you have found us on there, but we're going to be putting content from all of the sports on there as well as heat content so that South Florida sports fans can find it. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Dutch Valley Farms. For starters... They're not your average cannabis bro farm. No, they've got deep roots in the 305. This hometown group of doctors, CPAs, and Silicon Valley professionals have taken their talents from the 305 to the 503 to make you the finest flower out there. How does Miami find itself all the way in Oregon? Simple. A team with a shared belief in cannabis research and erasing the stigma behind the bud. Today, the Dutch Valley Farms crew is bringing together old school growing practices with new school tech to deliver a consistently clean, high quality experience you can feel good about. The proof is in the plant. You want more information? Visit dutchvf Dot com That's Dutchvf.com, or follow them on Instagram at Dutch Valley Farms. And now today's episode.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alfon Sydney, aka Al954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back here on Five on the Floor. I've got Alphonse Sidney. You can follow him at ALF954. I'm at Five Reason Sports and at Ethan J. Skolnick. We come to you today. ...because one of us passed out last night. Um, Actually, two of us passed out. One of them is not with us right now, Alex Toledo. He's 22. He's got no excuse. I'm twice his age. I have an excuse. But basically, that game kind of put me to sleep, to be honest. Third quarter, things started to fall apart a little bit. I rewatched it this morning, so we can comment on it. And, Alf, you kind of predicted this when we did the StreamYard, uh, the streaming 305 Live before the game, that they might have a game like this in Denver. I thought that they withstood things pretty well in the first quarter... And then it started to fall apart. So what we're going to do today, I don't want to overreact to this. It's one game in Denver that happens. But I do think we have found some things. We're like, okay, what are the weaknesses with this team potentially? And I think this is what happens. These weaknesses start to reveal. So let's start with number one. Kendrick Nunn has had two bad games in a row. I said that I thought he might be scouting report proof because there's nothing that he does really poorly. But I do think the teams have figured some things out, Alf, one of which is if you crowd him a little bit and make him a passer, he's not as effective. What has happened to Kendrick Nunn the past couple games?
2: Well, it looks like they're trapping him a little bit. Um, Like you said, they're making him a passer. They're cutting off his driving lanes, and they're turning him into either a passer or a shooter. And they're also attacking him on defense and putting him in foul trouble. Uh, What we've seen so far, he's not that great of a defender. He's active. It's not like he's not trying. He has all the effort, but his angles are sometimes poor. Um, He's just – he's not – He's not Justice. He's not Jimmy, right? He's not going to always be in the right place at the right time. So they're attacking him defensively. They're getting him behind on offense. He's chasing guys, and he's committing bad fouls. So it's limiting his minutes. And so when he's out there, I feel like he's pressing. He doesn't. He's not playing 25, 27 minutes a night because of the foul trouble. So he's pressing when he's out there. And by pressing, he gets himself into a lot of bad situations, like you said, that he has to pass out of. And he has. he also hasn't proven himself to be the best passer. Do I think this will uh this will kind of uh this will pass over a little bit I'm sure it will um I also don't think he is and i'm gonna I know a lot of people are super high on him I don't think he's as good as he was the first uh five games and I don't think it's, he's he's as bad as he was the last two I think the answer somewhere there in the middle and I'm sure that like it, i I don't wanna say it but water reaches its level right
1: well and I think the question now Alf is. Is he going to end up being? I mean, Variety's healthy, an eighty-two game starter for this team, and you know we know Jimmy Butler is, we know Bam Adebayo is, and we've kind of wondered about, and we think Justice Winslow is. We've kind of wondered about the other two positions. It looks like Myers Leonard is there for now at the four, and he had a really strong first first quarter last night. But with Tyler, uh, excuse me, with with Kendrick Nunn, it looked like it. But if enough weaknesses crop up, then maybe this changes. I, I do know that one suggestion that was made a lot on Twitter today, because of all the overreactions, is maybe Tyler Hero is a better fit long term in the starting lineup because he's a more natural spacer and maybe a more natural passer than Kendrick Nunn is. Not something we would have projected with Hero when he was drafted, but that's what it's proven to be. I do think there'll be more adjustments coming, but I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't worry about it that much. I don't think I don't think he's looked like. Uh, He's he's rushed more than he did those first few games, but I don't think he's looked so overwhelmed. I think it's they're giving him something different to look at. It's his natural inclination is to try to be a scorer, and when teams start to take that away a little bit, then you see sometimes players they have the yips.
2: Yeah, and he's forcing it. And the one thing uh, about Tyler uh, Christian Hernandez at I can be your hero on Twitter put some of this out there. The Tyler, the Tyler Gorn lineups have not been very good. They have a really poor net rating. They have not played that well together. The defense suffers. So maybe a non-Goron lineup, would it would be more effective than a uh, Goron-Hero lineup. So maybe that makes more sense putting Hero into the starting lineup because you saw what that starting lineup looked like with Duncan Robinson in there. Um, I believe Tyler Hero's a better shooter than Duncan. Duncan's actually a better defender. Duncan's a lot more active. Duncan's in the right place at the right time a lot. But if you have Justice and Jimmy out there – it's not so much of a necessity that the that that third wing be a a great defender, so you can actually hide Tyler's defense a little bit with Justice Jimmy and Bam on the floor they're already Myers is just thriving behind those three guys because he doesn't have to do much but be big, so Tyler would just have to be active on the perimeter and I think they could hide him out there, so I do think that eventually we we'll, we've always predicted hero's going to be in the starting lineup. I think we're trending that direction yeah
1: didn't think it was gonna be this way with we thought it might be Dion as a starter at the beginning of the season and instead it ends up being Nunn. I I I think Nunn's gonna get a pretty long look here. I think you're going to have to have two or three weeks of really poor play before a change is made. But I think you can see the beginnings of what might become problems. So Let's get to number two, which is Justice Winslow. And this is the ultimate overreaction on Twitter because when they play well without Justice, as they did against Houston, and then Justice comes back, there are certain people who are – I don't even think they're fans of the team. I just think I, – i and we know who they are. They're just there to go after Justice or Bam or anybody who I guess they still view as competition for Hassan Whiteside, who's in Portland. I, I don't get it. But, they, they, they're, you know, again, the reaction was pretty predictable. But let's let's be fair about this with Justice. There are certain things that I was hoping would look a little better right now. You know, he had that tremendous first game, and even when he walked out of the locker room after the opener – he was joking with us about it was his mother wouldn't leave her dogs to come to Miami and all the rest. But somebody complimented from the Heat, complimented him on a great game. And he said, well, I might not have the same numbers tomorrow. They'll hate me then. And, and I feel like that's what's happened. But I do think there are very specific things with Justice that need to improve. This thing where he gets him sway halfway in the lane and chucks the ball off the backboard... Uh, the finish, it, it, sometimes it seems to me like, sometimes he's just too, I don't know, when he's close to the rim, he's just, he, he, there's not enough touch there. That's one of the issues. But I think another of the issues here is, sometimes it's like he gets, he, he doesn't really have anything in mind. Like, when Goran drives to the rim, and when Goran was at his best, like, you knew like Goran had a plan in mind for how he was going to finish. I feel like Justice just goes, and then it's like, okay, and how far away am I from the rim? And and that's frustrating because I do think he has the ability to get to the basket. But two things in, in particular, if he can't finish and he can't make free throws, then his ability to get to the basket is kind of wasted unless he's, unless he's passing. And then we get we end up focusing on the three-point shooting, which is not the thing you really want to focus on with him. So I, I will say this. To be fair, uh, he has there have been choppy, choppy moments in his last couple games that I thought were things that he improved, and you want to see him improve now as the season progresses.
2: Really, a lot of what I see happening with Justice is him and Jimmy trying to figure out who needs to go and when. One thing, and I've, I said it on another podcast, I've been pointing it out on Twitter, Spo is determined to never have a minute on the floor that doesn't feature Justice or Jimmy Butler. Justice comes out first. When Jimmy comes out second, Justice comes right back in. And when Justice comes back, comes, comes back in, like you saw in the second quarter, I think he had eight points in the second quarter, finishing around the rim, he looked really good. Um, so I think it's just about them finding out how to play together. And I think they will. I mean, I think they're both really smart, both very deferential players, which can be an impediment at first because we saw it with, I know it's not the same level, but we saw it with Dwayne and LeBron. They defer, defer, defer to each other so much. At, at the beginning, it looks really, really clumsy. But I think once they figure it out, they'll be fine. My biggest concern with Justice is one of the finishing around the rim, but we saw him improve in the same game. It's the shooting, and I'm not going to overreact to the shooting. What I am reacting to is how bad the shots look because the first few games, the shots were going in and out like they looked like good shots. I was almost expecting them to go in the this this last game. I didn't expect a single one of his any of his jump shots to go in. He had he, he shot it off the top of the backboard. He had an air ball. I mean, it was just bad. So now it looks like he has a yips a little bit. And that is, and for a guy who's already struggled with confidence in the past, I don't like that. You know what I mean? And even the fact that he walked out of the locker room one day and said, they're going to hate me tomorrow, it's in his head. So I, you know, I hope that he gets past that. I'm pretty sure he will. I mean, the guy shot 38% from three over the last two years. I don't expect all of a sudden he forgot how to shoot. I think he just has a yips a little bit. He doesn't know right now exactly what his place is. Um, when he played, when he, him and Josh Richardson got into a rhythm, they played great together. You even see now him and Goron play really well together because they know each other now. When they came back in that second quarter, that was Goron and Justice on the on the floor together. So I do think they'll fix it. I'm not going. crazy crazy but we got to watch that shot because if he just develops the yips and for some reason the free throw shooting goes out to the mid-range shooting and the three-point shooting that's a real problem
1: well, and the other thing is it's not as much an issue ever last night because goran didn't play well either but if justice struggles there's going to be more people calling for goran to start and then i i do think that stuff still affects him so that's not ideal i let, we're going to get to justice a little bit more later on because of who they're playing uh after we do this podcast and that comparison is always going to come up let's get the third one here which is jimmy butler i'm definitely not going to overreact to this but he's still not shooting that well and you know and, and i feel like, like you say with justice i think with jimmy he is he's trying to be a good teammate to such a degree and i appreciate it but I want to see Jimmy have a game like I where he's just aggressive from go. We used to say that about LeBron all the time, right? LeBron trended towards unselfishness like Jimmy does. I mean, LeBron more than any player and probably, you know, other than Steve Nash, probably any player in NBA history but with with Jimmy Butler I just I just want to see him that first quarter he had the other night where he had 12 sustain it like you're the best player on the floor and I, I feel like as much as he told Chris Haynes that from Yahoo like these MFers you know forgot that I was a great basketball player well sometimes we forget because there are times that Jimmy's on the floor and yeah the numbers are coming he's getting some assists he's getting some rebounds he's defending his ass off although his 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 defensive rating last night was horrific but like he's doing all those things but offensively, it's like you'll go through a possession; he hasn't touched the ball more than once. And and I do think for this team to get where it needs to go, your stars need to be stars. And, and so I, I really want to. Maybe it doesn't happen against Phoenix. I think it might happen against LA. That's that's Jimmy's kind of platform. But we'll see how much he's guarding LeBron. You know they're going to need justice for that one to guard LeBron and pick up some of that responsibility. But I want to see Jimmy just go from the jump, okay, and sustain it. And, and I think that'll help him get in a rhythm that he hasn't gotten in so far offensively.
2: Uh, yesterday, um, an east-to-west travel game in Denver early in the year with rookies leading your team offensively was the game they needed Jimmy Butler to really, really, really step up. When that didn't happen, you almost – the first quarter was such an illusion because it was a bunch of buyers lender. I think he dropped, what, 12 in the first quarter? 10. All right, so they literally should have been down by 15, like – eight minutes left if it just wasn't for Myers going crazy so like you said Jimmy coming out aggressive in that kind of game is what they need because Ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million Ohioans live
0: with a mental health condition in the US more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide
2: they just have so many of these guys that are they're relying on the Duncan Robinsons the Tyler heroes the Kendrick nuns that have just never been in this situation where they they've been practicing and going through all this stuff in sunny South Florida humid weather now they're in the mile high altitude and they look dead from the beginning Jimmy was you were kind of expecting him to step up but he's still I think he's still feeling his way so that's why before the game I really didn't expect a good game. I I I everyone's calling me a hater they're saying I had no guts I was like listen I got PTSD from Denver all right I've seen enough I've seen the big 3 to have that game in Denver I've seen JR Smith drop what 50 on him in Denver like I've seen this movie before and I know how it ends so I wasn't even that I was hating or I had no guts I just understand the 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 difficulty in that game on that road trip and the fact that Jimmy Butler was not your best player last night you could you 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 should have known to chalk that up to a loss right away
1: well he led the team in scoring for the first time but he did it with 16 on on poor efficiency and i think why it's necessary for him to have a game here he's come in here and he's set the tone from a work ethic standpoint all right now have a game where everybody on that team realizes why the work is worth it because you come out and have a game where he scores—he's not going to do this every night. It's not in him. It's not—he's not Dwayne in that regard in his prime. But like to have a game that's you know where he scores twenty-eight, okay, and he's consistently aggressive—the go-to guy from beginning to end. I think that helps even add even more credibility with his teammates, so that they know they have that right. Like if they're not having a night, they can go to Jimmy. I agree with you. I—I was—I thought he had to have a game last night. Denver is arguably the toughest place to play in the league because of the altitude, because of the flying time. It's just not a convenient place. The airport is in the middle of freaking nowhere. It's, it's just not, it's a tough, tough trip. I did see the big three heat one once there, the game they weren't supposed to win. I think it was the game Dwayne was hurt, but they had some nightmare games there and, and, he needed to be great and he wasn't. We'll get to two other things here as we go forward but I want to tell you about one of the other great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network that's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. You can check them out at calllegal.com. that's spelled out O-N-E calllegal.com. They handle cases from all over the state and on that website they've got someone there 24 hours a day. So you have an issue, you can begin to get it addressed and get to the right attorney. They've got an office right here in North Miami. They're all Miami sports fans. They follow the Heat, the Canes, the Dolphins, even the Marlins. Trust me, they follow the Marlins. So got to to get out to, to Seltzer Mayberg law firm handle all kinds of cases traffic tickets personal injury and just about everything else onecalllegal.com all right let's get to the last two things here on our podcast and the other guy who's been great from the start of the season has been bam out of bio and he was not great last night and they didn't start him on this is now a trend they didn't start him on towns and they didn't start him on yokage they started Myers Leonard on to save him from foul trouble and then he ended up picking up a, a sort of a cheap foul anyway Um, and I look, I love Bam. I love everything that he provides, but I think we saw some things that can be exploited last night. All right. And I'm not saying it's going to happen every night, but there are things for him to learn from. This is, you know, we talk about justice and kind of not having a plan at times offensively when he gets in the lane. I feel like Bam with that jumper, like not just we're not talking 10 to 12 foot jumpers we're talking 5 foot jumpers like he he has to set his feet and shoot it and he's got to be confident with it and i feel like some of that's gone a little bit even the free throw form doesn't look quite like it did early in the season i'm you would talk about is is you know is is none going to get through this? I'm more confident than Bam's going to get through it than none. There's a somewhat of a track record with Bam. He went through some things last season, and he said having to play through it. He told me when I did the podcast with him, he said the fact that he could look at Eric Spoelstra and Eric Spoelstra wasn't taking him out at the end of last year made him more confident. So he's going to play through it. He's going to get his 30 plus minutes. He needs to be better
2: than he was last night. And it was a really tough matchup with Jokic. You could see every time. You would just expect Bam to just fly by Jokic. But Jokic is, I don't. I don't understand the physics of what that guy does. Like, he stripped Goran Dragic in the open court. And honestly, I've never been so pissed off in my entire life, just to be quite honest with you. Like, I don't understand how a man that big – he's not moving fast. He's not doing – I don't even know what he's doing. Anyway, he gets away with a lot of illegal screens, by the way, because everyone just thinks he's fat and lazy. So he's just allowed to lean his shoulder over because they know he can't move his feet, which it should be investigated by the league. So I'm going to write a letter. But anyway, when it comes to Bam, Bam just looked really uncomfortable – against Jokic and he just had one of those nights and like he was the second worst player on the team when it comes to plus minus and Jimmy was the worst actually Justice was only a minus four he was actually one of the best uh, guys on the floor last night of course Chris Silva was a plus three because he's a maniac and did not realize the game was out of hand and was still playing like it was a two-point game left with two minutes in the fourth but Bam I'm not worried about I am worried about the free throw shooting a little bit. I think the bug has caught the entire team I think they're all thinking about it especially after that, after that game in Minnesota after the game in Milwaukee where basically they almost gave away a game on the road down the stretch. but listen, it's early in the season it's a game in Denver like this, this these are the this is one of the ones you don't want to take too much away from but you also don't want to ignore the trends because the trends coming into last night's game told you it was going to be a rough game.
1: It, right, it,
2: it did. And we're trying
1: not to make too much of it because we have seen other t- other teams with even more talent struggle there. But as we go into Phoenix, and this is the fifth one here, let's address this. Devin Booker had 40 the other night. This is always going to be the debate. If you if you look at that draft, Justice Winslow deserved to be picked in the top 10 because you look at how many guys – I think I did the, the numbers. Uh, there, I think seven of the top 10 are no longer with their original team. I mean, one of them is really good, which is Porzingis. Okafor has resurrected his career in New Orleans, but most of them suck, okay? I mean, or, or are not great. Well, Kaminsky, Hazonia's had to bounce around quite a bit. I mean, most of them, Moutier, like, it's, it's, it didn't turn. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns and Josh Richardson, right? Like, that's a, who was drafted 40th. So, Justice being drafted 10th, there's no shame in Justice being drafted 10th. He was a top 10 player in that draft. There's not the, History has proven that, even where he is right now. But Devin Booker was there. You hear Tyler Hero talking, uh, he t- Anthony Chang. I thought this was a good piece because I tried to get this out of Tyler. He didn't give it to me. He said Devin Booker is the guy who he's modeled his game after. Obviously, the Kentucky roots there, a lot of similarities, right? People are calling Tyler White Devin Booker. I'm not sure he's that much whiter than Devin yeah. Booker, <laughs> actually. But that's what they're calling him. Uh, right. I mean, is this going to go down? Uh, Devin Booker doesn't defend. We know that. That has not improved. The Phoenix Suns have been awful with him until this season, and I don't know that this is sustainable in the Western Conference. But are we going to look back at Devin Booker as a big miss for the Miami Heat, particularly because he was a Kentucky guy?
2: I mean, listen, the whole Justice Better thing, I used to, I was on Heat Beat all the time when we made it up. Uh, it was always a fun thing. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek because it all comes from the – do you know where it really comes from? No, it's not even really about Booker. It starts with Kobe, because anytime you would praise Kobe, I mean praise anyone in the league, Lakers fans would jump on Twitter and say better than Kobe, and like, no, I wasn't even talking about Kobe. What are you talking about? So it just became a thing when people start talking about Devin Booker, and we'd be like better than Justice, and then it became Justice better. So that's where it really comes from. So, listen, I love Justice Winslow. I think the fan base. Not 85% of the fan base loves Justice Winslow, but we all recognize the kind of talent that Devin Booker is. So there's 12 – what was he, your 13th pick? There's 12 teams that passed on him. There's also 12 teams that passed on Bam Adebayo. So, you know, and Michael Jordan picked Frank Kaminsky over um, Justice Winslow. So listen, there's always going to be those type, those type of things in the draft. Devin Booker is a superstar in the making. And Justice Wizzle is always going to be a very, very solid guy. And he's always going to be on teams that are either in the playoffs or threatening to be in the playoffs because he's just a winning type player. But no, I'm not even going to say it. I, was going to, I, want, I'm, I can't say it. I'm not saying it. Justice is just better.
1: Here's that draft, by the way, for people who are curious on, on how this actually played out. So first overall was, was – uh, Oh, excuse me. Okay. It was 2015, correct? Yes, 2015. All right. So let's go there. So the first pick of the 2015 draft, if you did this all over again, you would do it exactly the same way, which is Carl Anthony Towns. D'Angelo Russell is on his third team, but it's worked out all right. Right? So he's number two. Oka- Okafor is third and total washout. To- total washout until he, got to, uh, until he got to New Orleans.
2: Speaking of D'Angelo Russell, there's all these rumors that the Heat are going after him. I would tell you I would rather have Justice Winslow as my point guard than D'Angelo Russell. The guy he he does not play defense at all and I don't care I don't care what metric, what stat you're gonna give me, D'Angelo Russell cannot play defense
1: much credence into that one honestly uh, Jaleel Oka- uh, and Uh, that, that clip will be held against me later Jaleel Okafor is now in New Orleans he's kind of resurrected so Porzingis obviously was a quality pick at four but not still with the Knicks Hazonia Cauley-Stein now starting for the Warriors because they don't have anybody else moody has been a washout I mean right now you know that, that hasn't worked out very well Stanley Johnson's been a washout Kaminsky's been a washout I would still take Justice over Miles Turner. I know some would disagree with me about that. I'm not a big Miles Turner guy. Trey Lyles, I would still take him over him. And then Booker. So, yeah, if you redrafted this thing and you were looking for strictly offense, Booker probably goes third, right? He goes behind Towns and Porzingis, I would say. Uh, maybe Russell goes after that. You know, But I think just, I, I don't have a problem with where Justice went. And then there's a lot of guys afterwards who've washed out. I mean, Ubrey has resurrected his career a little bit. Rozier's gotten a lot of money. I'm not a big fan of him as a player. Sam Decker hasn't turned into much. Uh, yeah, well, he certainly was top ten. You cannot say they overdrafted him. I mean, they under you know, look, they they obviously didn't overdraft Josh Richardson because he was 40th. So when you pass on a guy who's going to be in All-Star Games, you're always going to be questioned for it. Uh, I don't know what they saw or didn't see in him. Obviously, they have two programs that they trust Kentucky and Duke. Riley, Riley, you know, bows at the at the uh at the mantle of but Coach K and Calipari, he had a choice between a Coach K player or a Calipari player, and in that case, they took the Coach K player. I wonder if the fact that you know the Arisons history had anything to do with that, but they did, and I'm still okay with taking Justice. I just know, obviously, people are going to compare in a Booker, and I know what's going to happen on Twitter in this game. You know what's going to happen because Devin's going to have 35-plus, and Justice may not have a stat line. And there's going to be this comparison if you had Devin Booker and if they lose the game and particularly if Justice is guarding him quite a bit, which is probably going to happen. This is what's going to be all out there.
2: Yeah. And it, of course, it won't be fair, but it is what it is. Right. And then also, we let's not pl- let's let's not let's not play hindsight 2020 here. Justice Winslow was a gift at number 10. He was projected to go higher than 10. Uh, so. When, when he drafted him, the entire fan base was super excited. Danny Ainge wanted to give up his entire draft for Justice Winslow. So let's, let's not do the revisionist history here and say that everyone thought we should pick uh, Devin Booker at 10. That is not true. When, when the fan base found out that Justice was dropping to 10, it was like the anti-Tyler Hero reaction where everybody was losing their mind. They could not believe that Justice Winslow dropped that far. No, that's
1: true. That's true. And the other thing when you look at it is – the Heat fans, one of them, takes Stanley Johnson if he was there, right? I mean, you, you can't trust Heat fans one way or the other because you can't trust basketball fans one way or the other because we don't know how these guys are going to project. You just don't know. You can't trust scouts. scouts. I mean, right? I mean, I mean, again, Josh Richardson was 40th in that draft, and we'd seen him in college. I mean, he played heavy minutes at Tennessee, and he played into. He, they won the SEC tournament, I believe, that year, right? So, I, I, I just think when you look at justice, it's not all about the numbers but I don't want to be an apologist here. He's got to play better than he's played the last couple times he's been on the court. He doesn't have to be like opening night justice, but if he's going to be a long-term point guard for this team. He gets himself in the lane. Find a way to finish because that, that's, that's costing him four. we talk about his stat line and I don't need his stat line to be 27, seven and seven, but the stat line would look a lot better if he finishes two of those layups and he's added four points and maybe gets fouled on one and it's five points than it looks right now alright so we'll have another podcast after the Phoenix game um, hopefully we will all not fall asleep it's a 9 o'clock eastern start Alpha's the only one who didn't fall asleep so credit to him again check out 5 I've got an announcement coming up here in the next few days uh, related to the network so check uh, that out too on 5 Sports Twitter 3 yards per carry 5 rings Canes still going strong through this football season the Canes have Louisville this weekend I'll be covering that and oh yeah I always forget light skinned opinions are you, guys, are you guys actually recording this week? All right, they recorded yesterday. Uh, right, that's uh, okay. Shout shout out to Parrish if he's listening right now. I don't know, Maddox is more interested in five on the floor now. Talk to you soon.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.